everyone, it's Leslyn Keith here again with another Research Update Flash Briefing. I'm the Director of Research and President of the Board for the Lipedema Project. I like to keep you abreast of the latest research and papers of relevance to lipedema with these flash briefings. Today I'd like to tell you about a paper by a committee led by Dr. Karen Herbst. The paper is called Standard of Care for Lipedema in the United States. It was published in the peer-reviewed journal Phlebology in May 2021. The goal of this U.S. committee was to agree on a description of lipedema and write a consensus document for a standard of care for the U.S. The committee was made up of 21 participants, including medical doctors, surgeons, occupational physical and massage therapists, authors, researchers, and patient advocates. The committee participants used the Delphi method to generate 85 consensus statements that outline lipedema pathophysiology and medical, surgical, vascular, and other therapeutic recommendations. In round one of their deliberations, lipedema standard of care guidelines from other countries were reviewed and discussed to reach a consensus and this was defined as 75% agreement among the committee members. Round two used the Delphi survey technique to arrive at consensus on 85 statements that comprise this standard of care document that was published in this paper. The document first defines lipedema as, quote, a disease of fibrotic loose connective or adipose tissue. As characterized by disproportionate lower body fat, pain, fibrotic fat nodules, easy bruising, and edema. They state that tissue inflammation is a hallmark of the disease and can result in fibrosis, pain, and sometimes numbness. The molecular pathology and some defining characteristics are then described, such as the composition of lipedema tissue, blood and vessel pathology, joint hypermobility, muscle weakness, postural instability, and balance issues. The authors make several statements about lipedema and medications, such as medications that cause swelling or weight gain should be avoided when there is a lipedema diagnosis. Also, diuretics, which are water pills, are not indicated for lipedema. They suggest several medications that may be beneficial for lipedema, including diosmin, metformin, and certain medications that constrict blood vessels and lower the pressure in capillaries. This is said to maybe help with the easy bruising. There are several statements related to diet and eating plans. For instance, they state that having a diet that controls insulin and glucose fluctuations is optimal and even suggest that a ketogenic diet is an option. They then state that plant-based diets are preferable to those that are animal-sourced, justified by a single review article that states that the greatest adverse effects of a ketogenic diet were only observed in animal studies, not in humans. Additionally, the authors state that, quote, lipedema tissue does not reduce significantly after diet, exercise, or bariatric surgery. But of course, we have seen a significant decrease in lower body fat with a ketogenic diet. Lastly, I was happy to see that the authors believe that nutrition should be part of a standard conservative therapy for lipedema. 
Exercise is a vital part of managing lipedema. The authors discuss how an exercise program should be individualized, progress slowly as tolerated, and be monitored regularly. Improved mobility can be achieved through interventions for flexibility, posture, joint protection, strengthening, and conditioning. Suggested exercises include swimming or aquatics, elliptical machines, yoga, stationary bikes, whole body vibration, and walking. A great deal of the document was devoted to guidelines for lipedema surgery, including appropriate patient selection and how to best mitigate surgery risks, pre- and post-surgery care, and preferred surgical techniques and methods. The authors also state that it is wise to do a full vascular workup on women with lipedema. This is due to the common occurrence of venous disease in women with lipedema, especially in the later stages, that puts them at risk for varicose veins, blood clots, and chronic venous insufficiency. This means that, quote, providers should determine whether symptoms are from lipedema, chronic venous disease, or both, as they share many symptoms. Some other key consensus statements include, and these are directly quoted from the paper, lipedema tissue is resistant to reduction by diet, exercise, or bariatric surgery. Lipolymphedema is lipedema that has progressed to clinically identifiable lymphedema, a risk that increases concomitant with stage. Lipedema tissue is frequently painful, especially when touched. Signs and symptoms of lipedema can be treated to maintain and improve quality of life, including pain, edema, and mobility. Earlier treatment provides better results. Thyroid function should be assessed in people with lipedema. Compression garments for for lipedema provide comfort and reduce pain by supporting the tissues and managing edema. Pneumatic compression devices stimulate lymphatic flow and are an option for at-home lipedema and lymphedema management when there are no contraindications. The authors urge future research that will optimize treatment outcomes for women with lipedema. I was happy to note that they suggest a focus on such things as improving quality of life and looking at nutrition. This paper is important for women with lipedema because this consensus is being promoted as a foundation for uniform treatment guidelines in the U.S. This document may also influence insurance coverage and allocation of government funds. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes whenever they become available. On Instagram, if you tag at Amazon Music and use hashtag podcasts on Amazon Music, Amazon will share or repost it wherever possible. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Research Update Flash Briefing.